the previous video, I talked about the fact that when self-managing teams are ready to get launched, um, they need some support to install self-management, learn it, and figure it out. And that you should avoid the extremes of providing no support at all. You, know, you just go out there and figure it out. Or you know, a whole program that where everything is planned and they just go through the motions and never actually take ownership of that. Right? And I talked and mentioned four types of support. And here I want to go a little bit deeper. Right? The first kind of support that many teams need is creating the right contexts for the right conversations to happen. Right? That means you know, calling meetings and providing some topics that the teams can discuss um, to help them progress towards self-management. Um, now, some teams will be able to figure that out all out by themselves. You know, they have that maturity, they just call, okay, we're gonna self-manage, okay, let's have a meeting, let's talk about this, and then let's have another meeting, let's talk about that. Um, but for most teams, it's helpful to provide them with sort of a meeting format. Let's all meet around this, and here are some topics that we feel are critical for you guys to start self-managing. I'll give you some examples, right? Um, I think it's critical early on that a team has a, a meeting, a conversation around what are the team results that we're striving for, right? Where they define for themselves the results that mean that they're proud of their work, that show that they're in control of their work, right? That they're, you know, that they're performing at a healthy level. Um, and it's up to them to figure out what that means, right? It can be the number of files they do a day. It can be the you know, quality, it can be quantity, it can be all sorts of things. It's up to them to decide, okay, how are we gonna to prove to ourselves that we're doing good work and how are we gonna to prove to the organization outside that we're doing good work, right? And if you've watched previous videos about self-correcting systems, you know, this is absolutely essential. It's for teams to define for themselves sort of a bar, a norm that they wanna achieve. Another conversation I think it's critical for teams to have is to talk about sort of the team resources. You know, what resources do we need to start self-managing? You know, maybe we already have everything that we need and that's great. Um, but hey, no, no, we actually need much more data and information. You know, if we're gonna figure it out rather than the manager, well, we need that kind of data and that kind of information on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Um, and quite often, you need a little bit of IT support to actually suddenly provide this data to the teams. Um, but it could also be, hey, we need somebody from that support staff functions to be part of the team, right? You often want these teams to be end-to-end um, -to, -end to be able to do everything themselves. And then, hey, yeah, we actually need a purchaser in our team, right? Or we want an HR person in our team or what have you. Um, so the team defines what resources it needs. Um, and then obviously, a third important conversation is around, you know, what are the rules of the games? How are we going to operate, right? And if you've watched a previous video where I talked about sort of, you know, five probably most critical processes for self-management, right? Um, you'll know the, the, the usual suspects, right? The usual suspects is that the team defines, okay, so how are we going to make decisions? You know, uh, who has what roles? Um, how are we going to deal with conflict? Um, you know, how can we make information 
you know, easily available and transparent for everyone. Um, and how are we going to do performance management? We know what happens when we as a team or individually, you know, don't really live up to our own standards. And so it's important for the teams to define their rules of the game so that they know, okay, this is how we're gonna, this is how we're gonna operate. Um, so, so that's an example of the kind of context that you can help teams create by saying, hey, I think it's important that you meet and that you talk and define these things, right? In the full knowledge that this is really learning as we go, right? So um, tell the teams that you know, they can just figure out for the next two, three months, and in two, three months, they can revisit it. And maybe you'll uh, invite them to a meeting where they revisit it, right? So they don't have to, you know, have this pressure of we have to figure out the perfect way of doing it. No, just figure out a way that you'll start operating with, and in two, three months, you maybe can change it and, and improve it if you want. A second kind of support is facilitation, right? Um, for some teams, not all the teams, but for some teams, it might be really valuable to have somebody external to the team that comes facilitate, right? And it can be somebody from inside the organization, from outside the organization, but it has to be somebody from outside the team that helps them, you know, keep the conversations grounded, helps them listen to one another um, in, in, in productive ways, helps to make sure that the quiet voices also speak up and so forth, right? Um, and, and, you know, for... In the beginning, I would err in providing too much facilitation, because um, that is not an like not an issue. Like it, it will role model a number of behaviors that the teams then pick up and are able to do uh, later on by themselves. Now, a third kind of support is is expertise, right? So, okay, how are we going to make decisions? Are we going to make this by consensus, or you know, how are we going to make decisions? Well. It's useful for teams to know how other self-managing organizations do it. It's, it's helpful for them to know about the advice process or about consent mechanisms because otherwise it's, it, you know, it can be very hard to reinvent these things. Um, now, I, would, I wouldn't tell them you need to do the advice process in exactly this way, but it's useful for them to know that it exists. And so, you know, injecting some expertise when a team's needed, I think is, is really, really interesting and important. Um, and that can be in all sorts of ways. You know, it can be with some documents, it can be with, you know, some outside, you know, coach or facilitator who really knows about these things, who's available to them. Um, it can be somebody inside the organization who knows a lot that they can invite to a meeting. There's all sorts of ways to do it. And then the fourth kind of um, support that you can give these teams um, is training, right? Um, almost inevitably, um, as people mature into self-management, you know, they will want some skills, some listening skills, some skills of um, affirming oneself, some skills in giving feedback, um, some skills in having difficult conversations and conflict resolution. And, and these things, um, you know, in my experience, are best done when the teams are already going and they're starting to face these things. I've heard from some organizations who train people all up front, but then it's kind of abstract. You're getting all this training for stuff that you believe you might need later when you move towards self-management. Um, it's often much better to go in these things, in these, towards self-management, to have some of these conflicts and then inject um, the training at the right time. Right. So again, these are 
four kinds of support mechanisms that most teams might need at some point um, and that you can make available to them uh, when they need it. Um, now here's one more I think interesting questions is you know so which teams do you start with and and I think a really interesting um, idea is as always to do it by invitation you know to do it because people want to do it right um, so just make that invitation and see you know which of the teams you know start and, and want to get going and there's a, a really interesting um, idea or twist that I learned from the Belgian Ministry of Transport um, where they basically had a very clever sort of carrot to invite teams into to adopt self-management is that they told teams hey if you want to if you want to do self-management the cool thing is that you'll be able to work one or two days from home where you won't need to go um, you know to to the ministry uh, so you'll avoid traffic jams and you know, your life will be just so much more flexible um, and that is possible with self-management because in self-management, well, you just manage yourself. You, we won't no longer check, you know, how many hours you do. We will no longer clock clock in and clock out at the end of the day. Um, so, but, you know, if you want to do that, then you need to transition to self-management and you need to do these things where, um, you know, you define for yourself what are the results that you want to have so that people outside know that you're doing, that you're doing good work. And so I think that's a, that's a really interesting question is, you know, what, what kind of carrot can you have for, uh, for teams to start self-managing? Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.